the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. You're listening to Eye on Real Estate. Uh, we're here with Ace One Super, our financial expert and co-host, Andrew Lieb, our legal expert, uh, myself, Dottie Herman, and I am so thrilled to have on the show again Lois White, who is the commercial real estate editor of the New York Post, and God does she write a great column, and writes a terrific column called Between the Bricks. Um, and you're going to want to hear what we talk about commercial real estate. Uh, she's the expert. And remember, you can call at 866-970-9622. Lois. Hey, hey Dottie. How you doing? I'm good. You know, what could be bad about a great day like today? It's so beautiful out. And uh, every time the sun is out, I, I get and I feel, oh, my God, it's August. And, you know, it kind of goes back to your school days when you kind of think, well, Summer's over soon, but uh, I think summer should be a little bit longer. But I uh, absolutely, absolutely, I'm not looking forward to winter. I can tell you that. Oh, me either. I can take the fall, but winter's tough. But Lois, so much is going on, and I've, you know, I've had, uh, uh, I've talked about Hudson Yards, and uh, I talked about that, you know, just going there when it opened up and stuff. Can you tell us what's? First of all, can you can you tell us what's going on? I mean. Uh, in the commercial arena? Oh, well, it, it, it's just call it tech city. I mean, we are inundated with Amazon, with Facebook, with Google, and they are just growing and growing. And the reason they're growing is because the people that can do the work want to be in New York City. So if you're a kid and got a degree from an engineering school anywhere in the country, you have to come to New York to get a job, and those companies are coming here to get you a job. Well, those companies, you so you're saying, so, you know, those kids want to be in New York, right? But that's Absolutely. good for New York City. I mean, isn't that great for New York? It is. It is great. And, you know, these are well-paying jobs. I mean, the problem with these jobs is that you and I could never do them. I, I mean, you read a job description and it's these languages and, and acronyms that you just don't run across in your daily life. And these kids are, you know, writing different languages and they're the ones that are making the Internet run. Um, Matter of fact, and, so so you don't think it hurt when 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 they you know they 
uh, had Amazon and they didn't end up in Long Island City. So, but they're all over because I think that's great for New York to have, like, be one of the tech capitals of the country because remember it was always the east west coast and it was like you know san francisco yeah. but so now i think I mean, that's great in new york it, it is and you know what one of the things that's going on is that we're building as in at hudson yards and manhattan west these brand new tall buildings and people used to laugh that the tech companies uh didn't want to go to these glass and steel buildings. And I used to joke that if you brought up the bricks and put them on the floor, they'd rent it. And now they're finding that they like these glass and steel buildings because they have great interconnectivity. They have fast elevators. They have wonderful, you know, filtered fresh air and, and good water and, They've all now got terraces. That's, uh, you know, unbelievable that we that this is, you know, well, now a must-have. Well, let me go back for those in, we've talked about on the show, but you've been covering so long commercial. And we, we talked about Hudson Yards, which is the, the, I guess, the retail and some residential development mixed use. Um, and I said I think it's going to change that neighborhood, just like Time Warner changed um, – yeah, that Columbus Circle, absolutely. Yeah, Columbus Circle. And that's, you know, Steve is kind of the vision behind it. So what do you think now, Hudson? You know, you think that Hudson um, Yards is going to change the area, like that whole development, which is? Well, uh, it has already. I mean, yeah. you know, it, uh, first of all, they made 11th Avenue uh one way going southbound, I guess, from about 57th Street now, and it used to be tied up two ways. Now you go down and you pass Hudson Yards and you see all the people. It is nuts out there. I mean, they're getting more uh, pedestrians there, I think, than in Rockefeller Center at this point. It's wow. the must-see um, around the world, that vessel which is the the Thomas Heatherwick sculpture that's walkable with 2,500 steps. Uh, You you know, you can't go to New York now and not go see it or climb on it. Um, And if you you follow real estate, that area was like, you know, not not much. And it's really changed. And I always tell you when you're looking for commercial real estate, look at what's going up in the area to see if they're putting – they put so much money – that's become a destination now, I believe. Oh, absolutely. And, and it's great to go over there because they're still building tall buildings. I mean, uh, you still have Tishman Spire putting up the spiral at, at 60 Hudson uh, Boulevard. And you have to distinguish between the Hudson Yards address and the Hudson Boulevard address. The Hudson Boulevard is the street that they, a north-south avenue they created between uh, 10th and 11th avenues, and it broke up what they call the super block. And frankly, I think they should rename it Bloomberg Boulevard because Mayor Mike Bloomberg was the one who really pushed for this. So you have the buildings in, quote, Hudson Yards, addresses which are the related uh company buildings that were built 
um, on land they leased from the uh, MTA. And then the Hudson Boulevard buildings are the ones with the addresses that are next to the boulevard there. So, oh, thanks. Um, That's a good distinction. If you haven't gone yeah. there, you really need to take your kids or take whoever and just take a day during the, and go. It's, like, really amazing and how it's transformed the area. Now, you have told us that you that, that Walt Disney. What do I hear about that? Well, Walt Disney is finally starting to put in um, its permits to develop um, a new headquarters in Hudson Square. So, again, we have all these Hudsons. Right. But Hudson Square is, you know, further south. Um, it's by uh, the area kind of north of Canal and north of Tribeca. Tribeca is the area just south of Canal. Um, so that area north is called Hudson Square, and it's always been a place for advertising and media companies and it, it, who took over these big um, old buildings that were used for the print shops. That was where, you know, every stock exchange thing was printed. Every legal document was printed. And, you know, with the rise of, um, you know, electronic printing, they really didn't need the space, and it began to be taken up by the media company. So we now have... Disney, which is also ABC Television, um, moving their headquarters in New York from up just north of Columbus uh, uh, Circle to this area in Hudson Square, and it, they're going to build a twin-towered building over a base that will have these studios in, in them. So do you see New um, so, York becoming a uh, tech and uh, and 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 basically a movie industry? I mean, will well, we've we've been a been. movie industry. Um, yeah, a lot of movies are filmed here. I don't think you can, you know, spend a day driving around New York and not see, um, you know, spaces filled with with the movie trucks, especially on the West Side. Um, it, it, it's pretty crazy, but that's the t what they call the Tammy industries: tech, advertising, media, and in information. And um, it, it's really good for the city to diversify and have jobs that can be held by everybody, from the retail jobs to these, you know, crazy um, engineering and programming jobs. You go on anybody's website and you look under careers and everyone is hiring um, for something. I know. Um, I know. It's kind of a different world. And so you, you really, you know, you really have to – really get skilled in that if you're because that and then artificial intelligence you know i mean it's really a whole new world and i i yeah you know i, I, I mean I guess, google it is is uh, actually putting a transatlantic cable from france uh down to virginia uh i mean they're laying all these new cables um, uh, under the water all around uh, the globe to, cre you know, increase connectivity. Wow. And those are all jobs also. 
it, and this is it, all it's great. very interesting. I mean, and this is all great for New York City, but it's great for everything around New York City, too, because, again, the overflow of people that live outside of the city that commute, those um, outside areas all benefit, and that's strong gro- yeah. job growth. And that's, as I said, that's really more of a kind of a skill that you would have to be, that more young people are skilled. Now, Andrew, have you uh, seen that going on? So I'm actually witnessing uh, offset of about what Lois is saying firsthand. I have a kid that's going into first grade, and they have programming class now. As you guys were okay. saying, we wouldn't understand the job description. I don't understand his homework assignments. <laughs> yeah. They're teaching them how to be ready to be Googlers, and I have some friends that are working at Google I want you to know, and these are the best jobs. It's not like the internship. I thought it was like, I, I watched the movie, The Internship, and that's what I thought it was like. But these people are so amazing, and I think it's exactly like Lois said. The employees are driving them to New York because that's where they want to be. I thought that was so interesting that you said that, that oftentimes it's not we all have to go to the employer. The employers need to go where the talent is. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons Amazon, you know, chose us now. You know, the fact that they got run out of Long Island City doesn't mean, as I've written, that they won't establish um, the groups here anyway. Yeah, They'll and you just did. Do you it did, in Lois. You places. wrote that. Yeah, Lois's column between the bricks and New York Post is great. And what everybody was saying when that all happened, and Lois said that's not going to be the end of yeah. tech, when they said, well, well now New York City is going to suffer. Well, I didn't think it was a good decision, personally, but at the same token as what Lois has said in her column, which you should read, um, Between the Bricks. <laughs> Thank you. And, and also, I tell you, you know why? People don't realize how much real estate and what's going on affects value, even if you're not in commercial real estate, because when you see these areas that you say, oh, my God, these people got rich, they bought it for nothing. Well, they bought it when it wasn't what it is today. And they bought Long Island City when people wouldn't even walk there or block, they were afraid. But they saw what was coming there. They had vision. And if you looked at the area that Lois is talking about now, really, it was not much. And, and Dottie, I was reading, and, Dottie, I was reading Lois's columns, actually, and I, I thought it was interesting that some of these towers for commercial also have residential because you've got to put places for people to live, too. And so when you get all these employees coming, they got to live somewhere. It generates income. It makes people want to be here. At the first hour, Dottie, you and I and Ace were talking about how the taxes are so high. Well, when the salaries go even higher, we can afford them. Well, that's the problem. Yeah. The salaries and, haven't kept up. And maybe Google and Amazon and Facebook and the but movie studios, about they're going to be the answer. I want to ask Lois and, and Andrew and Ace, okay. We were just talking about taxes in the beginning of the show, and now um, the the we we had uh, Steve Wagner who was an expert in um, absolutely yeah yeah, and we talked about what the change in the in the rent laws uh, could lead oh, to it's, and it's both a horror. sides. So can we talk it, about it, that? People don't re- and I said like it's great. You might think well that's great if you're renting, but it's really not. Uh, no, because one of, one of the things that it's going to do is um, when you rent an apartment in an older building, the landlord used to fix it up for you. Now they can't afford to fix it up. They're only allowed to spend $15,000 in like a decade. Now, I don't know about you, but I redid a bathroom <laughs> and it was more than that. You know, and so 
Just the, yes. so the listeners are clear, though, I want everyone to know Lois is talking about rent stabilized, stabilized, and there's a difference between rent stabilized and not stabilized, and there are ways you can fix things up in non-stabilized. This law is 74 pages, single-spaced, and some is about stabilized and some is about unstabilized. I just don't want the listeners to think no one's apartment could get fixed yeah. up now. Right, right. If you're moving into a market rate, you may get yeah. a nice new apartment and looking. But the stabilized is, you know, a million apartments, and it was really built as workforce housing. And I've heard anecdotally that people are talking about apartments that are coming vacant after 20 or 30 years, and they're going to let them sit. They're not going to put the money in. They're not allowed anymore to get a 20% increase on vacancy, um, and they just don't feel it's worthwhile to rent that apartment anymore. Right. To Lois' point, if a person who put money into something can't make a profit, uh, there's no incentive for them to do it. And also, there's there's going to be two, in my opinion, there'll be two classes of apartments and rent-stabilized apartments, which were great for working people to be able to get into because they kept the rents low. Well, they're not going to fix them, and they're not. They're just going to end up getting, like you said, $15,000. Yeah. I mean, you can't really fix much. Uh, and you so- know, if you own a big building, you may be able to afford it. If you're a typical um, small owner with 20 apartments, you're, you're dead meat. Um, you're, you'll never be able to uh, afford to fix the roof or the boilers or anything in those buildings because your rents aren't going to cover it. And, and just to put it in perspective, the city is not helping. The city has its hand out there, and a third of your rent, at least a third, is going to property taxes. So that's wow. a real underlying issue, and I think in about a month or so, um, there's supposed to be a report coming from the mayor's property tax commission, and you know, be interesting to see how they solve it because that was a a major driver for it was the property taxes on the um, rental apartments that was such a huge part of the rent. Now, if that you, you you say that that rent change in the rent law can lead to a drop in two billion dollars in ta- annual tax revenue to New York City. Um, that's another side that I think people aren't thinking about. You know, it's the same with the mansion taxes and all the taxes and taxes they put on, and eventually, like you know, you can only tax people so much. So. Uh, uh, I, I know the Board of Realtors has, is trying to fight it, but I, you know, I don't know how successful they're going to be or not. So what do you think, Lois? Lois? Here's, a, here's another side that I, I think that people are missing out, and I, I really like to think about this. A lot of these tenants that are living in rent-stabilized properties, they had this idea that they were going to get bought out. They thought they were going to get a hundred grand, hundred and twenty grand, get bought out and move to Florida. But well, that's what they used to do. Yeah. I mean. That's they what they did. And this yeah. new law, Lois, I, I don't know if you've read the discussions, is that why would you buy it out if you can't raise the rent from doing an improvement? That's absolutely right. Oh. So these people are really, you know, stuck um, uh, because you used to, at the minimum, get a moving allowance. Yeah. And, you know, the you... owners are very happy to to help you move to another place. Yeah, can you hold that thought, Lois? We're going to be back uh, with Lois Weiss sure. right after the break. 
Okay? I mean, this is like so interesting. And that's the point that we didn't bring up. Um, excuse me. Yes. In case you haven't noticed, advertising has changed over the years. What? It used to be customers could find or discover your business in just a handful of ways. Now, life is digital with so many more options and things you need to do. You need Salem Surround, a full-service digital agency with all your digital marketing under one roof. When a potential customer searches for your product, do they find your business or the competition? Is your business's contact information accurate and everywhere it should be to reach today's digital consumer? Does your website have all the right tools to turn visitors into leads? If not, we've got some solutions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to help get your message in front of today's digital audience. We'll help deliver customers by putting your business message in the right place at the right time. Don't just invest in a marketing strategy. You need to surround your target audience. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. Did you know it was once considered anti-American to throw away the core of an apple? In the 1940s, there was a common poster with a picture of a beautiful child happily eating the core of an apple. The slogan read, Be True to the Core. This was a nationwide program concentrating on nutrition and discouraging food waste. Keeping our citizens strong at home was an important aspect of winning the war in Europe. American citizens are fighting the war against lifestyle disease. Research shows we must eat every edible part of fruits and vegetables to keep our bodies strong and able to fight off biological invaders that are making us sick. Much of the disease-fighting chemistry in fruits and vegetables are located in the core and skin of produce. Often we are peeling off and coring the strongest available chemistry for fighting the deadly diseases of our day. It turns out Grandma was right. Eat all your fruits and vegetables and be true to the core. This is Dr. Douglas Howard with your health tip of the week. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I find them extremely helpful in so many areas that I had had issues with before. And, you know, so there's an there's a direct cause and effect, you know, from before taking them to now taking them. If I don't take them... I am really in a fog, and when I do, I have a sense of just energy and clarity that I didn't, I, I shouldn't have. I'll just say, I'll, I'll just put it that way, <laughs> that way. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. For a limited time, all new preferred customers will receive an additional 30% discount and free shipping on your first Balance of Nature order. You will also receive an extra $10 off on any additional set of fruits and veggies you purchase. This summer special will expire, so don't wait. Call 800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code THEANSWER. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. We have a, a wonderful show today. Learning so much. We have Lois White, who's a commercial real estate editor of New York Post and writes a terrific column between, uh, called Between the Bricks and has been doing this for years and knows all of the commercial. Andrew Lieb. Uh, 
who's one of the biggest real estate attorneys that I know in New York, and, of course, Ace West Park, who's our financial expert. And we're just discussing all the changes, the good changes, uh, that all these tech companies are coming to the city and that uh, they're building, Disney is building uh, a site in New York, and it's really becoming a... It's really all good because that creates jobs and creates people who want to be here. But we were also talking about some of the negative things that I think, or at least we think are negative. And we think that this, you know, the whole thing with the real estate taxes and the rent laws that they change, which on rent stabilized apartments, they used to be able to, uh, the, the owners would be able to fix them and get some deductions for it and be able to write that. And they can't do that too much anymore. And uh, now that you say, Lois, that the, it could drop to uh, two billion dollars in annual tax revenue that we could lose from that. Well, um, that's what I'm reading also. And and one of the other side effects of this is that uh, there's a lot of tradesmen now out of work. Um, the owners that were, you know, planning to do upgrades are canceling those jobs. So you have guys who do HVAC, tile work, um, you know, marble counters, kitchen, new bathrooms. They're all losing their jobs, and they're having to lay off their workers. So, you know, there's this, you know, sort of creep of of things that are uh, – uh, it's like a ball rolling now, down the hill, gathering Aren't, aren't they trying to fight this to say that it's not legal for them to do it or something with that? Well, there's, not... a, there's, a, there's a lawsuit, but how right. long does a lawsuit take to, to get heard in the courts? And it's going to be a long slog to get this unwound. Um, and uh, it, it, it does it, affect a lot of things. It affects jobs, and I think... Uh, eventually, and again, as Andrew said, it's not. Uh, it's, this is only talking about rent controlled, uh, rent stabilized apartments. But at the end of the day, those were usually affordable apartments, hard to get, that's for sure. And if you lived in one and you did get out, they usually gave you an incentive to get out, which was some money. And that was a good yeah, point. It, They're not going to do that anymore because it doesn't make any sense for them because they can't raise the rents that much and they can't really fix them. So there's yeah. two sides to every story, and you got to hear both. And sometimes we're, when we change things, you know, that's why we say it's really get together and, like, there's always, you know, and try to find what I consider a win-win. And that's the real estate business for you where two people win, not just one. That's not winning. Well, I Buddy, win this conversation – this conversation is such an important conversation for all the listeners and for all of us about laws. Everyone has this belief of what they want. Like you watch it. You were mentioning you watch CNN, you watch Fox News. You watch either of these people, and it's so extreme. And as um, Lois just said, I loved your illustration. I was, I was visioning it, a wrecking ball coming down and hitting things. There are unintended consequences. And what we all have to realize is with every yin, there's a yang. And so, yeah, maybe we thought originally that we were going to help all these rent-stabilized people. And as Lois starts off, I think you said the places aren't going to be as fixed up. Then we talked about the tax loss. Then we talked about the people living there not having an asset that they can get bought out on. And once you think about that, you go, oh, shoot, maybe I didn't want this. Yeah. And, and the other uh, part of the law they changed now is if you were in a, you know, a nice building and they were going to condo it, 
Um, now they need 51% of these apartments sold to effectuate a plan instead of 15%. So there's going to be fewer condo plans. Um, and that was another exit strategy, not only for the owners, but for the tenants who, you know, maybe they could buy their asset and flip it. And, um, you know, always anybody with a rent-stabilized apartment could stay there through a condo plan, not pay, um, you know, the extra maintenance, not pay, um, you know, anything more, but, um, you know, live there and enjoy the upgrades, the amenities of a building. And now, you know, well, I'm hoping, those things are going to be few and far between. I'm hoping that uh, eventually somebody hears the the downside to what they're doing and comes up with some kind of a, a middle ground. And then that's my only hope, because as you said, lawsuits take forever, but it's really not good for anybody. The whole thing doesn't work for anybody, in my opinion. And, and, and yeah. I don't think so. I think now I didn't I, I wasn't maybe I forgot. You, Lois, you say that in 1982, Albany passed a law that indefinitely exempted Madison Square Garden from New York City property taxes? Wow. Oh, always. Yes, absolutely, because that was um, Ed Koch. They didn't really think it was going to exempt it forever, but that's the way it ended up wording. So that's why they didn't move when they were offered the chance to actually move to where Hudson Yards is. There was a plan um, to move it to that super block at one point, and they would have had to pay taxes. And why move? They said well, right. I don't blame them for not moving. I wouldn't move either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they they put a billion dollars into renovating the place. So, you know, it, it, it's it's a big problem for for everybody. You want a nice place to see teams and to see concerts, um, but you know the owners have to put money in. They have to make money, and then they have to be able to pay. You know, give other things back to the city and some with some taxes. And yes, I'm a big believer in incentivizing, um, you know, people to make those investments and you know have the taxes uh, come in over time. But you know, to pay nothing that yeah, that that's not the wrong way. That's just not the right yeah. thing to do. I mean, if you got lucky somehow that somebody missed that and you've been exempt, what do you say? It's 40 years? It says that uh, for nearly 40 years, the stadium has gone without paying property taxes. And we were talking about Ooh. property taxes on residential just the first hour of the show. So that's a bit much. And, and I think that you guys should, they should pay something. Yeah. And but, but you have you have to also remember that 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 every almost every day the city council is cutting a deal with some affordable building not to pay taxes so there's going to be more and more buildings that don't pay taxes and um everybody else has to absorb the cost of supporting um those buildings so well, I you know, think we're all a lot of people don't in. understand what an industrial development agency is and how that all works but um, when we're talking about all these developments, they're getting all sorts of exemptions. Isn't that right? Um, it depends on what it is. But, yes, if you're an employer and you say, I'm going to bring 100 people into the city from New Jersey, say, 
um, you're, and if you bring them into Brooklyn or Queens or the Bronx, you are eligible to apply for a $2,500 uh, tax credit on each employee. And that's like right off the, the bat. Then uh, you can also apply to get um, cheap power from Con Ed. Um, you can apply to get uh, property tax incentives, and some of them are called pilots, um, a payment in lieu of tax. And those are worked out on each project. And that money um, may or may not go to the city. It may be divided up between the state and other entities like the MTA. But if you're an employer, you have your hand out. Um, and I'm sure Disney is going to get a lot well, of incentives. I'm sure they are because, you know, I mean, look. With the Amazon, you know, and I, I forgot what the, but I, you know, I thought, hey, listen, let them give incentives. Let them come here because they were going to employ so many people. They're high-paying jobs, and they were going to educate and teach a lot of local people the skills. Um, and I thought that that's, was, that's so I thought, hey, you know, right. give them the incentives, but do you give them forever? I don't, you know, I don't, I, I didn't do the math on it, but it's kind of a balance because everybody, again. Well, they were- but they were going to employ 50,000 people in 15 or 20 years. The 25 number was the minimum. They had already agreed to invest, I think, $4.1 billion. Yeah. Uh, It was sold. And off. I'm not being um, political, but here's what I had to say then. I'll say it now. Nothing to do with politics. She had no clue what she was saying because I, I, I heard her say, well, listen, we could do a lot more money with that. We, we could do more. We can build. Instead of that, we can buy, build schools and this and that. And I'm like, well, you don't know. That this was is the not $3 money. This, yeah, this is an incentive. This incentive. is not cash. And I don't think she understood. No. But it's good to know that they're still investing. And they didn't. And, and and as you wrote in your column, that they didn't get go there. But they're still going to other parts of New York. And it's just a loss, in my opinion, for those people that uh, not it that is, it's uh, a loss for that neighborhood. Yes, and for that they, neighborhood. They haven't figured. Some of the people there figured it out, and certainly. The small businesses, uh, the the bodegas and all of them that were going to sell coffee to the construction workers and coffee to the Amazonian workers, you know, they were investing in their little businesses and they are toast. I know, that's the point. Now, you say, well, we'll talk about this in two seconds, but you said 57th Street, what's going, I mean, I live close to it, but what's going on there? Um, They're building stores, and it looks like, you know, between that, Hudson Yards, you have to be really rich to live here, okay? Uh, I heard you can't walk into the store without a black Amex. Uh, We're going to talk with uh, Lois Weiss right after the break about that. We'll be right back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate, 866-970-9622. We'll be right back after a quick, quick break.
I'm Michael Conti. And I'm Michael Honig from Honig Conti Perino Insurance. Our families have been in business since 1902. We want to let you know about some common misconceptions most people have about insurance. Number one, I don't need it. That'll never happen to me. Well, nine out of ten claims are water damage claims. And whether you're a business owner or a homeowner, it's not the thousands of dollars it costs to make the repairs that will shock you, but the tens of thousands of dollars it costs for a temporary office or housing. Bet you didn't know that. Number two, insurance is like a drive through and I can purchase it like a side of fries. The process shouldn't be difficult, but it does require real people that can guide you. Whether providing insurance for your apartment, co-op, condo, house, or your business, Michael Honig and Michael Conti are names you can trust. So call the Michaels today at 212-777-7113. That's 212-777-7113, or visit them online at honigconti.com, H-O-N-I-G-C-O-N-T-E.com. Honig Conti Perino, not just here to provide insurance, but insurance guidance. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments, and it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. Let me tell you about the Atlantis Yacht. If you're looking to wow your corporate guests, clients, or employees, plan an unforgettable event aboard the Atlantis. Beautiful skyline views, a gourmet food and bar menu, first-class entertainment. What's not to love? Your guests are going to be so impressed. I'm telling you from personal experience, it's a top-notch experience. The Atlantis is the yacht we take out every single year for our big client cruise event. Go ahead and start planning your standout event today whether it's a corporate event wedding engagement party retirement party an anniversary celebration impress your guests with a first class experience aboard the atlantis why wait call new york cruises to schedule a private viewing of the atlantis 212-633-1231 212-633-1231 mention am 970 the answer for a free menu upgrade 212-633-1231 or visit newyorkcruises.com it's i on real estate got a question call 866-970-9622 here's douglas elements ceo Dottie herman well i just want to say again thank you lois thank you andrew thank you ace i mean we have such a great show and you learn so much so so much and so interesting uh now, we were talking about all of the changes in New York City, good, bad, and different, and everything, but I always say things can't stay the same because staying same, the same means you're going backwards. So we're moving forward, and everything is really positive, but, you know, a lot of people don't understand the issues, and there's two sides to every story, so you've got to look at the pros and cons. Now, as many good things are going on in the city, uh, I know now 57th Street has been going on for a while, uh, 
it's all very high end stuff going on there, correct? I mean, I I see it. I mean, it's basically yeah, yeah it is. But it's kind of funny if you think back uh, twenty years when it was the theme uh, restaurant capital. It was uh, well. Let me tell nutty. you this: we... when, when I first came to the city, I was renting an apartment right around there, and it had uh, views of the park and all this stuff. And um, I was renting it, and at the time I said to the woman, I, I can't pay the rent, but I, it's too high. But I said, uh, you know, you're selling your apartment, so I'll show it, okay? And when you're renting something and you want to sell it, it's hard to get the rental people. And I could have bought this property that had park, that had beautiful park views on 59. I could have bought it for, like, so cheap, like, like it was, like, 800 or 700. Wow. And all the brokers, I was new to the city, said, no, you don't want to buy there. There's no schools or this or that. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, wait a second. The views, I'm thinking with my real estate brain that they're telling me no. And when no one showed the property, like, none of the brokers ever showed the property, I think they must be right. Nobody shows this property. And I've watched what's happened since then. I mean, and I think Time Warner had a lot to do with transforming that whole area. But now it's kind of crazy. But we had a regular, yeah. I mean, where does the average person go now? I mean, because I was, we talked about yeah. Hudson Yards, and that's a pretty upscale place. I mean, I, I didn't see too many uh, yeah. cheap uh, There's a lot places. of apartments around. And, you know, there are these affordable housing lotteries if you watch for them. Um, you send in a postcard, and um, they randomly pick postcards, and then you fill out the forms. And if you meet the criteria, you could get an apartment in a new building at a very uh, cheap rent. And I know people who have, you know, randomly been able to get those apartments. So, you know, there are affordable apartments that, you know, people can get. And if you don't, there's plenty of side street buildings um, and now yeah, if somebody moves out, there isn't a 20 percent uh, hike on that rent. It's a, you know, one or two percent hike. So, yeah. you know, in some, you know, it may not be fixed up, but it'll be cheap. It may be in a walk up. But, you know, 57th Street, I think you were starting to talk about the retail over there also. Yeah. What about retail? There is, yeah. It. it uh, the people who are developing 111 West 57th Street, which is this tiny, um, it, it's on a lot of, uh, just over 6,000 square feet. So each floor is its own um, uh, apartment. But, you know, you've got to, uh, those apartments start at $20 million. So at the base of the building, you're talking about, uh, I know, it's like nothing in New York. Um, at the base of the building, there's going to be, you know, new retail. And, you know, it's going to be targeted to luxury. It's not yet a luxurious block, even though it's on the same block as Carnegie Hall. You do have a grocery store, Morton Williams, down the block. And that's not luxury, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. And, you know, you you you. But when when people hear these numbers, I mean, I go to a lot of the CEO things across the country with all people that run big companies all over the country. And when I talk these prices, I mean, they kind of look at me like, uh, you know, you could, I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, and then when I first came to the city and I'm like, are you kidding me? Look what you get for a million dollars. Nothing. Okay. You, yeah. and, and, and Andrew was talking about taxes. He was saying somebody knows went to Tennessee, the taxes are $500. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. 
but people will pay them. What do they say about value? It's what somebody's willing to pay. So people do want to be in the city. But it well, is people getting, should uh, knock of it though, because those apartments now they'll be paying, you know, two hundred thousand dollars in taxes. So every one of those apartments um, on, on, you know, in a building like that is going to support schools in Queens and 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 sanitation workers and. And, you know, we forget that. So people don't like billionaires, but they also forget that those billionaires are allow the, allowing them to have free medical care or the food stamps. And, you know, it's a, it, well, it's Lois, a real balancing act. I'm glad you say that, and I'm glad that you're saying that because I don't think people put out both ends of it. So you could look and say, hey, these people have so much money. Look at us. We don't have jobs. We don't have this. But the truth is, those people pay the majority of the taxes, and if you don't have those people paying taxes, I want to see what happens to all this freeze. It can't happen. It's it's kind of people need to be informed. I always feel they should be informed with the pros and the cons, and then make up your own mind. But That's I, why I, they should tune into Ion Real Estate, Dottie, where we yes. go on both sides and of the And they should really, yes. Every, and they every should, Saturday morning from yes, noon. And read Lois's column and follow her and follow Andrew and, and Ace and myself. And we try to really give you what's going on. Uh, I really believe that people should be informed uh, and people should have choices. But so many people really are not. And I get that because in day-to-day life, it's all, you know, to just live through life is a job and have kids, work, this, make your yeah. marriage work, make your friends. I mean, it's, it, we all get, we all have so much, we're all on overload. And especially in, in this area, I just think it's much harder to live here. I mean, I think, you know, when you go some other places, it's kind of like I call them the shady, rest, easy, breezy. But, okay, you need to be informed because... We make decisions without really knowing, okay? Once you really know the facts, then make your decision the way you choose to. But you need to know the facts. And I don't just think that that happens enough. Uh, so and by the way, I was, on, I was on Maria's show, and uh, we were all talking about real estate and, uh, and what's going on. And, you know, a lot of people think the city should be much cleaner, which I'm one of them. It's okay. Yeah. However, who was in the studio was A-Rock. Oh, and wow. that's Alex Rodriguez. And, um, yes. yeah, I took a picture Who's with him. Who's investing in multifamily, by the way. Yes, okay. And he, by the way, so nice, um, really very nice and very approachable. And there was millions of people waiting outside to, to try to grab him. But he <laughs> is he's, he's getting residential real estate in New York City, isn't he? In commercial, he's, he's really investing. As a matter of fact, they even mentioned it. He believes in New York yeah. City. Well, yeah. Well, of course he does, and he knows that you know he can um, buy housing and and improve it. And they're looking, uh, and they understand the laws. He's uh, partners with Ofer Yardeni, who's absolutely he loves this country from Israel, a former IDF officer. And he has seen how he could come here with nothing and buy a building and and 
you know, fix it up, sell it. It, it. It's more than house flipping in New York. What people have done is take the smaller buildings, improve them, improve the rents, sell it to the next person. And every time you sell a building in New York, you shouldn't be scared because it means somebody wants to put money in and fix it up, fix the hall, fix the uh, the boiler, fix the roof, and you know, on the market rate things, uh, as you were saying, it's going to yeah. always be well, that way. Ace Wadisupov, who is uh, a vice president for Citizens, but also uh, I've known him for years. I I had uh, had my eye on him when he was uh, at one of the big banks in the program they had for what they felt were their gifted people. And he is, Ace, didn't you? You just started buying some residential. Not, you already had residential, but I know you started buying commercial buildings, too. Yeah. And Ace is a millennial, all right? And <laughs> he has vision. And why did you, like, what made you decide or have the vision to put money into, I know you did already res- residential. Yeah. You've been doing that for a while. Was it, you know, you know how about commercial? I, I just actually were um, finalizing the contract next week, Dottie. But um, I think, look, you know, with the new rent laws and things of that nature, people are getting hesitant to invest in commercial. But I, I think long term, um, that that I, I guess that that law will be revised in, in my belief just because of everything that we're talking about today. Right. Where I think both sides lose the landlords and the tenants. But I think, you know, long term in New York City, commercial will always thrive. Especially if you're if you're looking to put principal um, businesses in there, which you know right now my family we have restaurants, so we're looking to put the restaurants inside the commercial buildings. So they call that the dessert spot, isn't that what it yes, is? Yes, the dessert spot, exactly, Andrew. It so. was delicious. <laughs> but um, I, I think I think really you know gentrification and, and to Lewis's point, so many folks are moving to New York City because the talent pool here. With companies, you know, I was in Facebook last week, Dottie, and oh, the, the amount yeah. of millennials that they're hiring right now to work on some of their applications are just incredible. So, yeah, it's amazing. And they're so inventive. You were talking about artificial intelligence. Yes. A lot of these um, applications that are being developed by these companies in New York are designed to make life easier for everybody, whether it's motorizing your blinds or, um, you know, the ring doorbell is just an incredible product. It can uh, oh be thousands of miles uh, away. Thank you so much, Andrew Lois. Um, well, Ace, you're always here. But really, this has been a great show, and I could go on. I could be here another hour. Thank you. Please come on again and uh, have thank a you, great Daddy. weekend. Thank you so much. We learned so much. Okay. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be here next week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.